stay fly. Stay fly. Right? Stay fly. He, and even though, even though we know that the police continue to lie on every conceivable level, whether they're talking about somebody putting tampons in their coffee or not, we know that the police continue to lie consistently, right? Uh-oh. And, and, and I, and I want to continue, I want to continue with that discussion of, you know, what can we do? Um, you know, number one, recognizing that all lanes are, are effective. But again, going back to what I was talking about earlier, what about Tyler Quelly? You're I listening like, to the Fly Guy Show. They do everything on the fly and in such a fly manner. Stay fly, stay fly, stay fly. The views expressed by the guests are only the views of the guests. Unless we say we agree. Unless explicitly stated. <laughs> hey, this is Ernie Thomas here on the Vol School Podcast. You're listening to Psycho Varner's Fly Guy Podcast. Support, like, subscribe, and share. He's saying some good things. Share it. Don't keep it to yourself. All right, and we're live. Time for another episode of Get On Code, the Fly Guy Show. Ah, uh, this is going to be an excellent one. This is going to be an excellent one. I got my man Dan Trez on me. Salute. How you doing, bro? Peace. I'm good, man. How you doing? Man, things are beautiful. Things are beautiful, but it's time for us to uh, make sure we get everybody else on code. I want to start off with a uh, couple of announcements. I want to salute Jason Black from the Black Channel, from um, the Black Authority. That's his YouTube channel. Uh, a few weeks ago, he put up this sign in Louisiana. Or was it Louisville? Oh, wow. Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, he put this up okay. in Louisville, Kentucky, using uh, some of the money he crowdfunded from Louisville, Kentucky, and the other came out of his pocket. Jason Black is the brother who did 7 a.m., Gentrified, Race Wars, you know, some of those documentaries. Really strong okay. brother. He's really strong on YouTube. He just cracked 100,000 subscribers. So salute to him. Uh, a week later, Sister Oprah put this up <laughs> in Louisville, Kentucky. She put up 26 of them. Wow. wow. One for each one for each year of her life. So wow. <sighs> there's been a lot of pushback on Oprah saying that she's a uh, black power pretender, that she's <sighs> I'm glad whatever she is. If she's on code or not, did she put this up? Is, is some action? She put this yeah, up, he, so I want to salute Oprah Winfrey. Just, just, just real quick. What trips me out is that we always say that celebrities don't do enough, right? And then when they do something, we got an issue with it. And I'm kind of like, you can't win, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, we want her to be more pro-black, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then when she does something like this, we want to like negatively critique her. And I'm like, you know, you can't have it both ways, man. What y'all want? Like, so shout out to Oprah for this, for real, for real. Yeah, salute, hip-hop salute to Oprah for that. Um, so today we're going to kind of focus not just on Rihanna Taylor, who is definitely one of our focuses, but we're going to focus on all of these sisters. So you can find this online. This is a meme that has a listing of a lot, not all, but a lot of the black women who were coll- killed by a police interaction. And a lot of them don't get the... The shine, and which is kind of the reason we're having our conversation today. Uh, so I want to say power to the sisters out there. I had to shoot my my, my favorite sister, other than my wife and my mother. <laughs> All right, I want to salute IamLeaderWe.com. So IamLeaderWe.com is one of the sponsors for today's show. Um, she does microblading. Her firm does microblading. 
you can see the before and after pictures now. So, yeah, LidaWeed.com. I am LidaWeed.com. It'll get a chance for you to see all those great microblade work that she does with her firm. She's a beautiful sister, as you can see. This is a picture of her on the right. Beautiful sister on the inside and the out. Beautiful sister on the inside and the out. Our second sponsor for the show is TallyandTwine.com. TallyandTwine.com. They put out watches. I'm proud to say that they put out watches that are manufactured here in America, so we can say made in America. They're made here in the Hampton Roads area. I know you don't live here anymore, Dan Trez, but you used to be here. So they come out of Portsmouth, Virginia. So they're made in Virginia. They're made in P-Town. And you can see a picture of the founder, his beautiful wife and his beautiful daughter at the bottom in the picture. And they have a great YouTube channel. So we can say it's black owned as well. So made in America, made in Virginia, made in P-Town, black owned and operated. So uh, if you don't have Italian twine watch, you need to get one. They have beautiful watches for the men. These are nice, really attractive, wow. nice and masculine. Wow. Yeah, those are hot, wow. right? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to yeah. cop one for my 20th anniversary, man. It's on. It's on. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, you know what's wild when you're speaking about anniversaries. My wife purchased one of these for my birthday and gave it to me on our anniversary. And uh I love it, man. They have sexy, nice ones for the watches, so you can get one for your tune day as well. So you can okay. get one for your anniversary and one for her as well. You know, okay. And uh, here's the watch that I have. Wow, that's the nice. black on black. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's it's nice. real nice. And they're all under five hundred dollars. Wow, all of them are under five hundred dollars. So tallyandtwine.com, check them out. And of course, I have to promote my services as well. As well, I have the credit repair, tax resolution, debt consolidation, and I just recently, within the last two months, got into private money lending. So. People who are doing real estate investments across the United States, across the United States, I can help you with some private money lending. When the banks won't lend you money, I'm sure I have a solution for you. Um, so check me out. The information will be in the chat. It'll be in the description box. Uh, we brought this up in our last talk, and I wanted to kind of revive it. For every black woman who reports rape, 15 don't. Sisters, we need you to speak up. Sisters, we need you to speak up. Uh, Jaguar, I think it's a Jaguar right recently stated that she was sexually assaulted by Common. Yes. Yes, she did. Um, I'm not sure how to take that. I'm still kind of reeling. I'm, I want to see how everything plays out. Um, so the fact that Jaguar stood up and said something went wrong when she had a relationship or interactions with Common is a, an example. So sisters, if anything goes wrong, if something was uncomfortable, if you're raped, if you're molested, if you're assaulted, we need you to speak up. It's time. We're going to have your back, sisters. We're going to have your back. Um, any thoughts on that, Dan Tress? Um, I, I saw the, I saw both um, videos, um, and it sucks that everybody's looking at the video and they're just going to walk away with she's just being bitter. Or... There was a lot of, I hate to use this term in this context, in this context. Um, there's a lot of tea that she spilled on in those two inter- in those two videos. And I think people are more focused on the tea than the sexual assault allegation. You know what I mean? And I think that's unfortunate. Um, so I'm going to say that 
Yes, sisters do report it, but brothers, we need to make it safe for sisters to report it. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of pushback on her for that. And for, for women, there's always, uh, there's a lot of dangers to coming out. You know what I'm saying? There is a lot of dangers. So we also have to make it safe for them to come out. Because it's not just because they don't want to report, it's just that we don't make it safe for them. You know what? I'm glad you brought that out, making it safe. You know, one of the reasons that in our neighborhoods, the ones that have, uh, you know, a hard, higher levels of crime, some of the reasons that we're not able to report the crimes that happen is because fear of retaliation. And it's not just fear of retaliation from the criminals. In some cases, it's fear of retaliation from the officers as well. So and then we got to deal with the families of the officers, of the criminals, and then those. So there's a lot of fear of retaliation that prevents people from coming out on all types of crimes. So we definitely need to make it safer for sisters to come out when there's a crime against them. We got to let them know, sisters, we got your back. But let me, but let me just, let me take it a step further. I'm glad you brought up the families because um, if you, and, and that was my issue, that's what I talked about in my podcast about the statistics you put up. Um, I talked about how uh, if if all these women are being sexually assaulted, right, then there's a lot of brothers that are doing the sexually assaulting. You know what I'm saying? So what's going to happen is if a sister comes to me, and this this has happened before, this has happened before, a sister comes up to me and says, hey, so-and-so did this to me. A lot of times, that's my man. A lot of times, that's my uncle. A lot of times, that's my cousin. A lot of times, that's my frat. That's my, my capoeira student. That's Someone I usually love and care for. So it's not even it's not even a, 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 a safety issue. It's just the fact that I got to kind of like turn my man in. You know what I'm saying? So so and, and that's going to be the reality of it. The reality of it is that when, these women are not being sexually assaulted walking down the street. They're being sexually assaulted by people that we know and love. They're being sexually assaulted by people that we hang out with, by, by our mentors, by our uncles, by so on and so forth, by our older brothers, our younger brothers. And we're going to have to, that's the reality that we have to live. We have to say, hey, you know what, my, my man, you need, to, you need to answer this. And I think that's what it is. So, so if a sister comes up to me and says, yo, your man did this to me, nine out of 10 times, I'm not going to believe her because I'm like, that's my man. He wouldn't do that. You know, he... When I needed when I needed to eat, he put food on my table. When I needed money, he put money in my pocket. When my car broke down, he came to scoop me up. So that's the reality of it, and that's what we have to really. When we, when I say hold ourselves accountable, these are the things that we have to do. Yeah. So, hey, Jaguar, right? We salute you for coming out and uh, spilling the tea, as well as describing and saying that you were assaulted. Hopefully, the uh, we're going to provide you with some safety. Um, hopefully we're going to provide you with some safety I wanted to uh, salute the guest on the show He's not really a guest, he's one of the platformers But I definitely wanted to highlight What Dan Trez is doing So you can check out Dan Trez's podcast It's called Where My Killer Tape At It's on SoundCloud, but where else can they find it, bro? Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher And also on YouTube I put some of the older episodes on YouTube all right, so wherever podcasts are found, you can find Dan Trez with Where My Killer Tape At. He had a really hot one that we dealt with, with Massage Noir and Gaslighting. And I tell you, I've gotten a lot of good feedback on episode 103. Yo, salute for getting over 100 episodes. That's a, that's thank a you, success man. in itself. Yeah. Thank you, thank uh, you. So yeah. if you like to, sisters and brothers, check out Massage Noir and Gaslighting. It was a great episode. 
Uh, I want to salute again Oprah because she put Breonna Taylor not only on a billboard, but on the front cover of a magazine. And from what I remember, the only person who's ever been on the front cover of O Magazine has been Oprah. Yep. 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 You're right. right. You're right about that. Uh, I want to salute another sister. Uh, This is Dr. Venus. One part Stanford, one part street, all parts authentic. She has a show on Amazon Prime. It's called Hot Mess Millionaire. She has a platform called Hot Mess Millionaire. She has an excellent podcast called Hot Mess Millionaire. And the reason I'm shouting out Dr. Venus is because she had a post on her Hot Hot Mess Millionaire podcast. Actually, it's, it's the email that she sends out. And it talked about Whose life mattered more? Georgia Biana, whose life mattered more? And you can find that on Facebook. There's a Facebook Live video where she chats it up. And in that particular episode, or actually on that um, email, she said that um, while we celebrate, you know, what's happening with AOC, why do we march, protest, and even riot for George Floyd? Rodney King, Michael Brown, but not for Sandra Bland and Atenia Jefferson and Grace and some of the other sisters who suffered violence at the hands of police or others. And we're celebrating and we're fighting, we're rioting for, you know, the brothers who've been hurt, but not so much for the sisters. And I have to admit, when I first read it, my first thought was, um, you know, what happened to George Floyd was right there in our eyes. We saw it happen. We saw him die. It was so much more egregious than what I than what I was exposed to with Sister Brianna Taylor and with Sandra Bland. And it was it was right there in our eyes. And so my first thought was, you know what? You know we value like the sister who just commented. Um, she said that both lives mattered as much. What's the sister's name? TJ Gar. She said, both lives matter. No one is more valued than the others. Period. Um, so that was my first thought. And as I thought about it over the weekend, man, I have to admit that I started thinking maybe in this patriarchal society that we live in, we do have a greater value when brothers get hurt than when sisters get hurt. So I'm asking, do we value our sisters? And Dan Trez, one of the reasons that we have you on here today, not only because, you know, we're brothers from the same cloth, but you have a really progressive view on the patriarchy. You know, you've kind of informed me on that area. Um, When we talked about being conscious back in the 80s and the 90s, your consciousness moved simply from black consciousness, Afro consciousness, the African diaspora to consciousness on how everyone has been really impacted then you really kind of focus down on massage noir in a way that I didn't and others didn't so uh, do we value sisters as much as we value the brothers no we don't no no we don't unfortunately I wish I wish we could say that to be true um, and part that hurts me the most is that you know in the conscious community we always revered our we always verbally revered our sisters we called the queens you know, we held them up. We talked about Hashepsu. We talked about Queen Nzinga. We talked about Yas and Tewa. We talked about Harriet Tubman. We bigged up all these women, but we actually didn't really revere black women in general. 
right? And we have this dichotomy. In the conscious community, we always had this dichotomy where you're either a queen or you're a hoe. And we didn't value everybody that didn't fit the standard of being a queen. So if you wasn't Yasantewa, if you wasn't Queen of Zynga, we did, unless it was our mothers, of course, right? Unless it was our mothers and our wives, we generally didn't really respect women. Um, and it hurts because women have been telling me this for for years. Like, oh, y'all don't really respect women. You know, when I was single and I was in the conscious community, I dated a lot of women who weren't quote unquote conscious. And they would tell me that. They would say, oh, you know, y'all... Y'all brothers don't really, y'all really don't respect women. Y'all really don't respect women. And I used to be like, that's not true because, for example, I know Seiko and I know his dad and they respect women. You know what I mean? I know, I know, you know, this brother here and this brother, they respect women. And yeah, you know what y'all do? Generally, generally y'all did on a, on a, you know, on a level, but collectively we did. You know what I'm saying? We, if, if they didn't meet this particular criteria, we discarded them. Um, and and, I, and, I, and, it, and it took me a long time to realize that even though women told me this every day, it took me a long time to realize that. And it sucks that it wasn't until I got older and was like, oh, man, you know what? You're right. We don't value, you know, Ayanna Jones, that's that young that young child. Excuse me. When she was killed, they were filming a, a, a show of, of that show cops. You know what I mean? And because she got killed in that instance, in that police raid. Yes. In that police raid, they never aired that episode. You know, so there is footage of her being killed in that house. You know, we'll just never see it. Um, so like, you know, but you're right, we don't she's right, Doctor, you know, shout out to Dr. Venus, by the way. Her podcast is dope. Um, she's right, we don't go out in the street for our sisters. We've gone out to the street. Matter of fact, last night in Chicago there was an uprising, there was another police murder of a brother. Um, we we have gone out and rioted for brothers that we didn't have any video footage for. You know what I'm saying? We didn't have any, and we went out there and rioted. I don't want to say riot. We, you know, we we rose up uprising. against police brutality. Right. Yes, uprise. So, like, we've done that before without there being a video. You know. You know, and when I look back at things, man, because you know, you and I've been involved with you know conscious thought, conscious movement mm-hmm. since late '80s. You know. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. All right. So I remember when I first started studying the lessons, you know, the uh, lessons of the nations and gods and earth, the uh, solar facts and, you know, the supreme alphabet and those types of information. And we would talk about the sister only having, you know, six, what was it, six ounces of brain matter and the brothers having seven ounces of brain matter. And I would say, that don't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> and no, I can never no. get any, yeah, that that I can never find anybody who can really demonstrate by weight that men had more brain matter than women. And then, you know, I'm a psychology major from Hampton University. I mean, Hampton University. <laughs> and you know, we learned in you know, in my studies that it really wasn't the weight or the size of the brain. It was how how many folds, how many creases, how developed that brain was that really mattered. So every time you learn something, your your brain became more defined. You know, there were more yes. synapses that were developed. So it yes. wasn't necessarily which one had the bigger brain. It was which one was more developed, you know, and so when I heard that, you know, the you know, brothers got you know, brothers got seven, sisters got six. It just never sat well with me. Never sat well with me. When we looked at our leaders, I really I have to admit, man, 
I had an easier time learning from the conscious roster. And I had an easier time digesting the information from Dr. Africa and from Dr. Sabi than I did from Queen of Four. I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people, Dr. Sebi's a charlatan, but the fact that Queen of Four is still alive and doing work in her community, right? Because Dr. Sebi ain't do work in our community. The fact that she's still alive and she still does work in our community and nobody talks about her is just proof positive that we don't care about sisters. We don't, we don't. We say we do, but we don't. You know, she's still alive. She's still putting in work. She influenced a lot of people to change their lifestyle. Um, she's still helping people out. She's still being a doula. She's doing all those things right now as we speak, and no one brings her up. No one. Yeah, so I started checking, man, and I, I think that I do have, when it comes to learning, when it comes to looking for leadership, I do trend more masculine than I do feminine. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I look for that, that, and I guess in many ways, I'm looking for an example of manhood or greater examples of manhood because I'm on that manhood, stronger manhood trail. So I don't know if that's devaluing sisters or it's just that I'm more oriented towards looking for something that's going to help me become a better man. And I'm not sure if, you know, Queen of Fuwa's information or the presentation, I, I, you know, I'm struggling with that, bro. I, I admit I'm struggling with that. So when I'm looking I at... Mean, oh, go ahead, bro. But here, here we go. But here we go. But like, her first book, Heal Thyself, is written for all of us. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Her second book is, is written direct, specifically for women. First book, Heal Thyself, is written for all of us. You know what I mean? And I don't, I don't, you know, I, I know a lot of people that have that in their library, but they never bring her up. Shout out, shout out to the late, great Dr. Layla Africa. But Queen of also did work too. And we can't devalue her work. You know what I'm saying? Because we do it all the time by not mentioning it. You know? Um, so, I mean, that, that's just an example. This is one example. There's so many sisters that are out there who do the work. And we completely, they do the work for us. They don't just do the work for women, they do the work for our community. And we completely just ignore their work. And, and, and I'm going to, you said something that was very important because when I thought about Tyler Quelly and the situation that he was just in, I was like, what makes, he's, first of all, he's supposed to be like a, a standard of how a rapper should be, right? Let's just be, let's just be real, right? Um, and when I look at like where he came from, he studied the same books that we knew and studied. He, he went to the same lecturers. He supported the same people. But what was it that, but made him do what he just did. And a lot of it is we are oriented not to read works by women. We are oriented to look at leaders as only men. We're raised that way. We're, we're literally raised that way. So a woman could tell us do X, Y, Z all day. We'll ignore it. But if a man says the same information to us, we're more apt to listen to it because we're just oriented. We're raised that way. The patriarchy is not in our DNA. It's just how we're oriented in it. That's how we're raised in it. We're trained that way to just like if a woman tells us but if a man tells us like yeah he said it right you know what I'm saying um, a good example would be the, the election for Georgia I think it was last year for the gubernatorial election and the sister ran you know Abram she ran right and she came out and was like hey this stuff was rigged this whole election was rigged right and if we paid attention to her last year we wouldn't we probably wouldn't be in this situation now where this, this election is being rigged literally in our faces right so like it's just an example of how 
you know, a woman comes out, black woman, especially a, especially a dark skinned black woman, right? <laughs> it's a dark skinned black woman. We're definitely not gonna pay attention to her. And we saw that just happen. We literally just seen it happen. Um, and it's and she was she wasn't she wasn't giving information specifically towards women. She was giving information for the entire electorate, black, white, woman, gay, whatever, for the whole electorate. And we just was like, whatever, and kept it moving. <sighs> Yeah, and I, I'm not saying that I was a fan of Stacey Abrams. Uh, I thought mm-hmm. that there were some areas where she was just part of the machine, but I think you're bringing up some good points because I may have just minimized the truth that she told because I thought she's exactly. just part of the machine. Hey, I want to shout out um, mm-hmm. the good sister Chioma Duka Griffin. Uh, she says, Hotep. Yeah, I am a Hotep. <laughs> uh, same here, same here, uh, same here. Yeah. Yeah, and she also, this sister, this sister started the Minority Barter Exchange. So here in the Hampton Roads in Virginia area. And so, actually in all of Virginia, if you own a business, you can barter your services through her platform with another business. So, you know, in this economy, it's interesting that more of us are moving towards barter. But here's the secret sauce. People who are wealthy have been bartering for generations. Mm-hmm. That's one of those strategies that keeps wealth within a family, keeps wealth within a certain organization, keeps wealth between a in within a certain group is the ability to barter. If I can barter with you, Dan Trez, I can hold on to my money I've earned and I don't have to spend that money outside of my community because I can barter with you. Now, if I can't barter, I can spin with you. So, but the barter exchange is something I wanted to salute. Let's go back to this sister's message. Both lives matter. No one is more valued than the other. Is that way? Is that the way that we've? And I say we've. I'm talking about the community at large, particularly those of us of African descent. Is that the way that we've responded to Breonna Taylor's murder? No, we have. Have it again. We we you you went mute there for a second. But I actually speak louder than my words. We talk a good game when we say when we say black liberation. When we say, I'm sorry. Um, we talk a good game, but I actually speak freely. You know what I'm saying? So like, we'll say that when we say black liberation, we mean the, the entire black community. But we don't mean that. We really don't. And and I, and I mean, here's a good example, right? Um. Let's look at the Black Panther Party, for example, right? Um, at one time, there was a woman who was in charge of the Black Panther Party, Elaine Brown. But we don't talk about her. We only talk about Huey. Elaine Brown is still alive. She still teaches. She's a professor in California. Like, she's still alive. Like, she's still, like, accessible. But we don't talk about her. You know, um, another example, Angela Davis. Angela Davis has been talking about being a prison abolitionist for decades. You know what I'm saying? Now, it's, now we're talking about it. You know, and it's just... Uh, but these people were around since the 60s. But when we talk about leadership during the 60s, we don't even mention the women's names. So, again, we talk a good game, but we really, we're not really doing that. So, our, you're saying that our actions show that we value one over the other. So Correct. What should, what should our actions be? to kind of bring more equality, you know, using one of our 5% of terms <laughs> to bring back equality. Uh, have the same energy, right? 
have the same energy. Like, let's not even, I'm going to give you, here's the best example I can give you. We always say arrest Breonna Taylor's um, killers. We don't mention their name. We, don't, we can't even do that extra effort. We can't even do that extra effort to arrest these dudes right here. The, I, I'm going to be honest, I don't even know their names. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't that's just that, one, just, that, just that one thing. We can't even do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't even do that. We just say Breonna Taylor's killers. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't, like, when we, when, I notice when people do artwork, they'll put, like, all the brothers that have been killed, but they won't even put the sisters that have been killed. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and it's just, it's just those small little things to me demonstrate that we, we don't. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when I hear people mention names, they don't, they'll say George Floyd, they'll go on all, all the way down to Ronnie King, but they won't say Breonna Taylor, they won't say Sandra Bland, they won't say Taisha Miller, they won't say any of those names. Um, and that's something that just those little things. I mean, oh, my God, just those little things will make a difference. But we just got to have the same energy. Again, Ayanna Jones, that happened a long time ago. And we still haven't seen no one even none of those officers even been suspended for that situation. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, wow, like no one took to the streets about that. And, you know, what's interesting when we do go to the streets I'm starting to see that it's really, in many cases, not all cases, not all cases, but in a lot of cases, and it's a salute. This is a, a salute. In a lot of cases, it's the sisters who are out front. Yes. Yes. It's the sisters yes. who are out front. Consistently. I was just going through a lot of, I've been going through a lot of the, the images of the uprising and salute to the protesters, power to the protesters, but almost in every one of these beautiful pictures it's, it's the sisters who are out front you know so this is a sister in the middle just it, it, I didn't recognize that at first but she's a yeah a sister in the middle who uh, did the John Carlos so um, yeah it's the sisters who were up front mm-hmm. and, oh, and it's been like and that so, it's been like that for the longest for decades but we only pick up the map. Right, we only big yeah, up the and, man. I and mean, all of these, and you spoke about Angela Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, do, are we? Do we salute her because we would consider her attractive? Because um, I, I know there are others that we don't. We don't other women. We don't salute as much as we salute Angela Davis. She talked about that. She she talked about how uh, because she's light skinned um, and considered more attractive. We bigger up more than the other sisters. She talked about that. She she did talk about that. Um, but yeah, I, I think. But it's because like Angela Davis presents a particular aesthetic. You know the afro. You know the the, the power fist. And and notice that again, she's she's still alive, right? But we only pull up pictures of her from the sixties, right? Like she's still alive. Why are we not posting pictures of her now? Like you know what I'm saying? So so yeah, you you are right in that respect where the aesthetic is there that she's quote-unquote more attractive so there is a light skin privilege when it comes to that um but um yep the sisters have always been out there in the forefront black lives matter was started front about three sisters like i could go on and on but we talk about these movements you only put the men up in the front well you know you just brought up the aesthetic piece so uh salute to sister rosa parks who was in this photo uh, it's interesting that while Claudette Colvin, a few years before the NAACP, pushed Sister Rosa Park into the forefront, 
Um, they had the opportunity to do the same thing with Claudette Colvin, but they didn't. And uh, the aesthetics had a lot to do with the reason that they didn't use Claudette Colvin as an example. Now, I've always, often said that maybe they weren't ready when Claudette took the steps by herself because the NAACP and some of the other organizations, they orchestrated the second time that Rosa Parks made her stand on the bus. They orchestrated the second time. After she did it the first time by herself, they later orchestrated the second time, which is the one that really got the national presence. So I've often wondered, was it simply because we didn't know about Claudette uh, until after it happened and that you know we weren't organized around what she was doing? As one of the reasons, but she was also young. Was she pregnant too? She was pregnant. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. yep, she, she was, was pregnant. pregnant. So yeah. she was she was a pregnant teen, and she was of darker hue than Rosa Parks. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yes, when we when we value sisters, we like you said earlier, we value certain types of sisters. We you mentioned how we would say sisters are either queens or hoes and we never celebrated or even recognized the ones in between. They were either wearing three-fourths of cloth cloth, in lessons or they were wearing nothing. And of course, I like them all. (laughs) Same here. I love them all. I I love them all. Yep, I love them all. But when it comes down to Brianna or George, like the sisters stated, uh, you said our actions have demonstrated it's not what we're saying. It's not what we're talking. But our actions have demonstrated that we supported George Moore. And there was a sister in The Nod. The Nod is another podcast that I follow. And the question was raised in one of their recent episodes, which actually dealt with George or Brianna as well. And the sister said, well, even though there wasn't any footage that's been released about Brianna Taylor's execution, because there is possibly some video there's possibly some video just has been suppressed. You know, some of the videos by her neighbors have recently come out and been released, but the video that could have, that may have been recorded by the officers is still suppressed. You know, it's interesting. Um, It's no snitching when it's in the community, but when the the authorities don't release something, it's on a need to know basis. It's um, protected information. You know, there are legal terminologies that give it more value. So we even, you know, the authorities show that they value themselves more than they value us by the terminology that they use. But the sister was saying that even though we haven't seen any footage on what happened to Breonna Taylor, there's been footage for all the other sisters in that afro that we showed for all those other names. So there's plain video that's been released. And we saw that and we still haven't risen to the experience that we experienced with George Floyd. No, I and, no. and I agree. And, and, and I think what bothers me the most is that, you know, th- just just to deal with the idea that, oh, but we don't have any video footage. That's why um, we haven't gone out there like that. But I thought Black Lives Matter. Right. He, and even though even though we know that the police continue to lie on every conceivable level, whether they're talking about somebody putting tampons in their coffee or not, we know that the police continue to lie consistently, right? So if, if, if this brother's telling me, yeah, they came into my house and they killed my girlfriend, 
we should be like, yo, let's go out in the street. I believe you, brother, because we know it's true. It's, you know, it's, we know it to be true. But for some reason, when it comes to black women, even with the with the with the COVID situation, we have to come up with all these ideas to all these excuses to validate why we should. You know, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Well, we got footage. Check. Oh uh, yeah. Um, we have witnesses. Check. Neighbors. Check. Like. It should just be like, yo, we we know police brutality and police uh, suppression of black people exists. We know it on every conceivable level. I don't need to see any more proof. You know what I'm saying? I don't need. I want to see these people go to jail. You know, and I think that when it comes to black women, we have to have all these things to validate. Going back to sexual assault, we have to have. Well, I need proof. I need this. And I need that. It can't be him. It can't be him. And we gotta have all these things in a row so that we can believe black women. And it's it's frustrating. I, and I'm pretty sure it's frustrating for black women. Yeah. When I look back at the situation with Sister Breonna Taylor, and uh, so the first police report said nobody was harmed, but she was Correct. shot eight times, and her yeah. her boyfriend shot back at a police officer well shot you know he responded he didn't know if it was a police officer at the time he protected his his life and the wife the life of his um, his girlfriend and one police officer was harmed so they stated there were no injuries even though an officer was harmed and she was shot eight times and killed in that same police report it stated that there was no forced entry but they used a battering ram yep Remember, it's the wrong address. They went into the wrong address. So, you know. Oh, like, and then let me just say this. There's new audio that shows that she was still alive and they didn't give her medical assistance. So we have that. That's a, There's an audio footage for that. I, I didn't listen to it because I didn't want to. That's triggering. But there's audio footage that she was still alive after they shot her, but they didn't give her medical attention. Right, right. Uh, not only audio... Her boyfriend called 911. And mm-hmm. at that time, mm-hmm. I, if I remember correctly, I might be off, but that was during the time she was having her last breaths. So she was alive for at least five minutes after she was shot. The police officer received support and medical attention from his fellow officers. And she didn't get any attempt from the fellow officers until 20 minutes later. They took care yep. of them. They didn't. They did not. They protect and serve themselves. They didn't protect and serve her. Um. So I, I guess you know I'm going. You know I'm all about solutions. And the Fly Guy Show Get On Code is always kind of focused on solutions. So we've used the term post traumatic slavery disorder. Was that Joy DeGru that that coined that phrase? Yes. Yeah, she did. Mm-hmm. She did. Shout out to her. Shout out to Joy DeGruy. So, if we're if we're if we're struggling through post traumatic slavery disorder, how do we address this so we start addressing and supporting our sisters more? Earlier, you stated we need to keep that same energy. So, mm-hmm. uh, all right. Let's see. Let's see. We have before I answer my before we address my question. We had a question come in from one of the viewers. I'm a little reluctant to put this up, but I'm going to do it. All right. What sort of response would be appropriate and or most effectively effective respectively? Because rioting seems disorganized and reflexive, albeit understandable. Also, marching is akin to some similar cathartic re- release 
we potentially receive from riding and thereby equally non-effective in delivering important changes. All right, that was kind of worded interestingly, but let me break it down. So he's saying what response would be best? He's saying that the uprising seemed disorganized. I don't use the term rioting because the uprising seemed disorganized, although understandable. And marching also seems like it's a response, a, a, a release, a cathartic release. He's looking for what would be the most effective response. Well, I'm sorry. He, she, or they. I mean, whomever. Uh, so Dan Trez you get the first crack at the answer to the question what would be the most effective response do you agree that the uprising seems up unorganized and do you think that marching is ineffective as well um, all of our responses are effective all of them all of them and one thing I've learned and when it comes to the struggle we need everybody on board and what I mean by that is there's different lanes, right? So, like, um, shout out to Chioma, right? She has a minority barber exchange. Dope response. You know what I mean? Uh, we have people out there marching. Dope response. Because there are people out there that go, I, I can't march. I'm too old for that, right? But there's people that can do that, right? Do we need people to do um, what, what my man called political education classes? We need people that, um, that are doctors and nurses to help people out there, right? We need people that are lawyers. Every response is what we need. Um, and, and look, I may I may not agree with you know with with marching, but that's not but that's still neat because if that's the case, then we need to stop talking about Martin Luther King, right? So like all of them are effective. Uh, we need everybody on board, whatever lane that you're in. I need you to get in that lane and put in that work for your community because we need everybody. Um, and we can't and we and one thing we should not do is we should not denigrate other people's lanes, right? So, Seiko, you're about business business community uplift. You're about educating um, our community about money matters and stuff like that. We need you. And and no one should ever say, well, Seiko, what you're doing is not effective. No, we need you. We need to keep our money in our community. We need to support We need to support black businesses. We know that. So what you're doing is dope. That's the lane that you're in. We need you to work that lane. And whatever I can do to support you, I need to be doing that. And that's how I look at it. All right. All right. All right. Uh, You know what? Interestingly enough, about three years ago, I was sitting down and I was meeting with some family members over dinner. I want to say it was Thanksgiving dinner. And somebody said something about uh, what we can do to improve things in our community. And one of the guys, one of my cousins uh, (laughs) said, well, I'm not going out there marching. That stuff never does anything. You know, marching, that's that's played out. That died out in the 60s. It's never been effective, and I'm not wasting my time to go out and do any of that. And I looked at him, and I said, bro, I don't think you understand the totality of the strategy. He said, well, Dr. King got yep. shot. What did that accrue? You know, and I was like, look, bro, you don't understand the totality. Marching is bringing awareness. Now, after you bring awareness or while you're bringing awareness, there are other strategies that have to be employed. So these other strategies are being employed while you're marching, after you're marching, before you're marching, whenever it happens. As long as the other strategies are employed, it's effective part of it. So now look at things like I'm taking medicine. All right. And I'll take vitamins. All right, so somebody might say, well, don't take the vitamins because they're not really doing something. The medicine's doing something. And I know, Dan Trez, I know you're not necessarily pro-vitamins, <laughs> but 
<laughs> my point is, <laughs> yo, the vitamins, even though they may not be super effective in bringing me to equilibrium and bringing me to perfect health, they do help in a situation. And then I can take other steps to make sure I can take exercise. I can take better diet. I can take sleeping more. I can take meditating and I can look at Western medicine or I can look at herbal medicine. I can look at natural remedies, but the vitamins are going to help a little bit. And we're not going to be as effective if we take that little bit out of it. So when it comes to marching, it's effective. It brings awareness. Is a fact. I mean, the fact that there are marches and there are awareness strategies happening all over the globe, globe. as yep. a result yep. of the few, yep. you know, the few uprisings that happen here in America, demonstrates that awareness is rising. And look, I've had colleagues and friends and peers who said, "You know what? I never really thought about privilege. You know, I never really thought about." If everybody was receiving the same level of treatment from our authorities, I never really thought about it. I just assumed since my life was okay, that everybody's life was okay, and that you guys were arguing and complaining about nothing. But now I see it, and I'll be able to look back. So, look, the the marches that bring awareness, that's the promotion strategy. When you open up a business, you have to have something that you're selling, but then you have to promote it. And the marches yep. are promoting the concerns. All right. Uh, the brother, the, I'm sorry, I said brother. I'm assuming that. Um, the commenter brought up riots. I use the term uprising. Uprising. If we look at the history of our United States of America, I did say our United States of America. You look back at the Boston Tea Party when these founders hid themselves, acted like our indigenous people. That was a B move, by the way. <laughs> that was a B. So they were like, we're going to have an uprising, but we're going to blame it on the indigenous people. You know, that that's that's something that you've seen throughout American history where a white person would do something and they would blame it on the black and brown people. <laughs> so it started way back then. But look, in the Boston Tea Party, there were people whose lives were lost. There was property that was destroyed. And after that, you had the Boston Massacre, right? Wasn't it? I, I may be mixing my times up, but they were closely in that same time period. So my point is America has had a history of uprisings, which has allowed us to move towards a better union, a more perfect union, using the terminology. Those uprisings have led to a more perfect union so you can't tell me that a strategy that has helped America move from being the depriving demeaning and impeding place that it started off to being to a place we have greater freedoms now I recognize the change that's happened in America and a lot of that has happened with the various uprisings so I would just kind of I would say that Danny's you know his message that all strategies are effective I salute that. I truly put all my support behind that. So that's my response. That's my response. Um, uh oh. And 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 I, and I want to continue. I want to continue with that discussion of you know what can we do. Um, you know, number one, recognizing that all lanes are are effective. But again, going back to what I was talking about earlier, what about Tyler Quelly? And I was like, you know, we come from the same camp. Um, what is it that we can do? 
um, you know, so that we, you know, not saying that it's going to end it, but so we can really, really respect our sisters is that I noticed that when I look at the literature that we read, we, we rarely read books by sisters, right? Um, whether we talk about, you know, Dr. Ben, whether we talk about, you know, um, um, Destruction of Black Civilization by Chancellor Williams. We, it's all these books that we've all read. Like, I could go to LA, I could go to Houston, and all the everybody in the conscious community, we've all read the same books, right? Uh, we all have them in our libraries. We all went to the same lectures. Um, and But we rarely do that for the sisters. So we need to start reading. I said this in the other podcast with you. We need to be read more literature by Black women. We really, really do. Like, we, we, we know about W.E.B. Du Bois, but we don't know about Anna Julia Cooper. Right? Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's very important to that discussion between him and Booker, Booker T. Washington. Right? So, we need to read more literature like that um, in our, in our you know, mental diet. We really do. I wanted to uh, bring up some of our viewer questions and viewer comments. Mm-hmm. If marching was effective when Dr. King did it, we would need to march now. I, I would say, and I'll respond first and then I'll get your response on this comment. Thank you for the commenter. We were marching for something different at that time. But now, now, where all the problems that our community faced from the outside addressed during the civil rights movement, I would say no. But th- your statement, uh, if marching was effective when Dr. King did it, we wouldn't need to do it now. That's like saying, I did a whole year of exercising on a daily basis and I was in the best health, you know, of my best health of my life so I shouldn't have to do it now and you know if you don't keep moving those muscles you're going to become weaker uh, also well your response Dan Trez what's your response okay. to that statement if marching was effective when Dr. King did it we wouldn't need to do it now uh, I, I, I'm a hip hop diplomat and when I say hip hop diplomat that's a, that's an official title that the state That's I'm not making that up um, I had because of hip hop, I had the chance to travel the world, right? Because of the work, I had a chance to travel the world, and I've been in places. I've been in what you would call a third world country, and guess what? A lot of them say I was inspired by Dr. King. You know, the civil rights movement inspired me, or the civil rights movement inspired our movement. Uh, I've read Dr. King's books. I did this. I did that. I did this, and I'm like, oh wow! So they're out there in the street putting. Because of people like Dr. King, because of people like um, um, Baker, because like they got, they were inspired by that. So if 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 it's inspiring people on the, on the other side of the world that can't even speak English, you know, what I'm saying it's not effective because people around the world are using those tactics. People are inspired by his words. People are inspired by his actions, and they're doing it and they're making change. It may not come as fast as we want it to come. I know a lot of times we feel like. If I burn this all right now, that change is going to come tomorrow. It doesn't, it doesn't change doesn't work like that. You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't. So we just have to be just a little bit more patient. Uh, but um, I, at the same time, I'm not going to say that things haven't changed. Things have changed. Things really have changed. And we really have to recognize that. And that's because of work that's been put in before us by our ancestors. Hey, I want to respond to Wolfpack8706. He says, even Dr. King realized protesting was working. Uh, I hope that's what he meant to say. Even Dr. King yeah. realized, I'm going to put a D on the end, protesting was working. Now, I actually think he meant to say was not or wasn't working. 
uh, I think that's you know I, I, that's the pushback that I feel for some reason. Mm-hmm. So if he's saying it was working, salute that. If he's saying that it wasn't working, um, Dr. King and the NAACP and SNCC and all the other groups that were involved were employing multiple strategies. For some reason, we often just focus on the march, but yeah. there were multiple strategies yeah. that were happening. You know, voting rights happened simply, be, you know, not simply, but in addition to the marching that was happening, he negotiated with that president. He negotiated with that president to make sure that we had the right to vote. All right. That was a negotiation that happened. Right. And that president even said, if you want this to happen, make it happen. If you want this to happen, make it happen. So some of the strategy was using the marches to make it happen. And interestingly enough, you know, that president who was a Democrat, I can't think of the name. I don't want to say the wrong name and get get uh, get changed for saying the wrong name. You know, Dr. King and others were conservatives, even Republicans. And he said, look, if you give, you know, if you guys bring everybody together and show us that we got to do this, we'll give you the right to vote. And, you know, I want you to make sure that, you know, the people realize it's the Democrats that gave you the right to vote. Now, personally, you know, I'm an independent. I don't like either one of them. But it's interesting that the point was it wasn't just the marches, but marching was part of that strategy that led to the voting rights bill. Um, all right. So and, and, said and, and, a bad and, analogy. And, and, yeah. And I want to I want to emphasize that I want to emphasize that I'm a historian. So, like. I have the benefit of hindsight, right? I can I can go back and say, well, the civil rights movement, there were some things that they missed. And I, yes, they, a lot of things that they missed, you know? And, and we can say they missed this and fix it now. Like say, okay, this is what we need to focus on. We need to change our message. We need to change how we promote it. Except I agree 100%. Um, but to say that it's not affected, to say that, it, you know, I, I completely disagree with that. And history, history around the world has shown otherwise. Um, and let me just say this about voting, and I, and I hate to jump ahead, um, if voting didn't work, why do white people do so much to repress the black vote? That's that's the first question I ask people. Like, why? If, if, if it wasn't effective, why do they go through so many hoops to keep black people from voting? You know, and I can give you examples from the top to the bottom. And that's one thing. I, that's why I've always I was like, why do you always want to do that? If, if, if white people have an issue with it. That means that there's something that we that we need to vote. We need to get out there and vote. So when I hear that, I tell people, nah, there's a reason why um, there's so much voter suppression, especially when it comes to black people. Right. And Danny's responding to a message that says power is not in voting. If it was, we would have had to vote to get to vote. Let me read that again, because I think I messed it. Power is not in voting. If it was, we would we would have had to vote to get to vote. Well, you know what? I, I, I don't disagree with that. I don't think that total power is in voting. And I've said that numerous times. Mm-hmm. Uh, this must be a new viewer. He, he probably hasn't watched a lot of our content before because we do talk about the empowerment that comes with voting. We talk about the empowerment that comes from restricting and withdrawing your voting. We also talked about empowerment in so many other ways. Um, so look, uh, I get powers from my batteries and I have double A and triple A batteries. I get power from my connection to the electrical system coming through my house. I get power when I get in my car and there's a battery in my car. I get power when I go out in the sunlight. You know, I get power when I eat the right food. So 
I get power from a lot of different places. And we get power from a lot of different places, not just voting. I, I agree that. Uh, so, look, man, we've almost hit that uh, hour time period. Um, I want to bring up one of the statements that one of the viewers stated. Uh, he says, simps like you two clowns need y'all blanks kicked for this divide. Trying to say brothers are fighting for black women is a lie. Well, I guess we're both saying that brothers need to fight more for black women. We are. Uh, would you agree we with are. that, man? We, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I mean. That's yeah, exactly what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. and you know what? If that's if that's what makes me a simp, then I guess I'm a simp. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and I, how, you know, I'm going to just say this to you, Wolfpack, and you can take it however you want. Anybody that pulls up on me um, with uh, with the AVI that has like a, a picture, and then they have a name that's like I don't know what it is. You are op. That means you the opposition. So like you probably work for the man. So because if you was a real, if you was real. You probably have your picture up there and whatever your name that go back to you. So that's all I'm gonna say right now. And yes, <laughs> that makes me a simp. If loving and supporting black women makes me a simp, then I'm the biggest simp of the year. Put my put my face in the dictionary. Got stuff, good stuff, God stuff, good stuff. All right. Um how do we address it? That's one of the things that uh we didn't really go as far in depth because we kind of got off on some side conversations, which were all relevant. So uh, we said by keeping that same energy, what are some specific things that we can do to demonstrate that we value both George and Breonna Taylor's life? And I'm just using them as avatars. You know, um, we, we know that there were thousands of others that we could put up here, hundreds of others, tens of others we could put up here and say we value their lives more. And now we need to value them as equally. But, you know, what are some and I'm going to give maybe two, maybe you can give two. What are some specific okay. things that we can do to make sure that we value both of our, you know, the lives of all of our people? Um, I'm going to give you two things. The first one is listen to black women. Please, let's listen to black women more often. And the second thing is, I say this all the time, read more literature by black women. That's what we, those are the two things I'm going to say right there. Uh, the two things I'm going to say is we have people who are fighting to make sure that the lives are revenged for George Floyd and for Breonna Taylor. Put some money behind those folks and take the same amount of money and put them behind both of them. So if it's the people who are going out there protesting, give $10 to each group, you know, and I'm just using that as an example, but I'm saying take the resources you have and equally support the people who are fighting for a change. We want this change. Use your resources to equally fight for those who want change. That's number one. Uh, number two is, you know, start questioning yourself. You know, when I brought this up with my wifey for lifey, she was like, no, nah, when I look at it, man, I thought that the I saw George die. I didn't see Brianna die. So I had a more visceral response to seeing George die. And while I didn't disagree, a few days later, she came back and said, you know, speaking as a woman, I do wonder sometimes if I get valued the same when I talk in, in, in meetings and when I share my thoughts. I wonder if I do get valued the most. And I wonder if that devaluing of women has shown itself in the way that we've responded. So the second thing that I say is question yourself. Question yourself and see if maybe 
you're having a more energetic, you know, that keep that same energy response to the male problems because we may, for, for whatever your reasons are, but do some introspection. So I would say take your resources and put them behind the people who are making change and then do some good introspection to make sure you're always checking yourself. You know, like they said, you got to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Oh, what did Ice Cube say? Something, cause something, I, I'll leave it, it's bad for your health. <laughs> yeah, we got to check ourselves, man. We, <laughs> we got to check ourselves, man. That That's what I would say. We got to check ourselves. Uh, yeah, we've had a couple of other comments. We can't get them on. Oh, that's interesting. The civil rights okay. movement was just pacification, not power. And, and then we could talk about that in another show because we're kind of getting off topic. You know what I mean? So we could talk yeah. about that in another show. So, you know. Yeah, we could talk about that in another show. Uh, wow. So you've been watching the Fly Guy show. We just talked about some things that, you know, that melanated men can start doing to address this. Actually, we could take those four strategies, that you, the two that you shared, the two that I shared. And I would say that's for all of us. Um, I am mm-hmm. your friend in financial freedom. If you need me help in these areas, get in contact with me. Dan Trezomi has a great podcast. I want you to all check out. So all over America, you can check out Dan Trez's podcast. All over America, I can help you with these some of the solutions. And hey, man, let's give some power and some some love to our sisters. All right, Let's get some power and some love to our sisters. Shout out to the, the sister with the fro. I can't think of her name right now. She's one of my faves too. She's an artist, Dominican artist. Um, Dominican, yeah. Oh, Amara la Negra. Yeah, um, Amara la Negra. Amara yeah. la Negra. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, start watching her stuff. Well, well, that well, if you like that type of stuff, <laughs> I like that type of stuff. Uh, salute to Rosa Parks, the ancestor Rosa Parks. Your works on this earth are still being followed, hollowed. And there's still a sense of uh, inspiration. So, hey, you've been watching the Fly Guy Show. Get on code, the Fly Guy Show. I'm Seiko Varner with my brethren from another mother and father, Dan Trez Omi. Hey, we thank you for checking in. Um, as we said, man, put some of your resources behind both of those situations because we need a solution. We need an end to both of those situations. To both of those situations. Uh, all right. So, hey, thank you. Cool, love, and respect. Peace. Baby. It's good to get some love. <laughs> all right. And with that, yo, peace, beloved. Peace. Stay fly. 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 The views expressed by the guests are only the views of the guests, unless we say we agree. Unless explicitly stated. <laughs> stay fly, stay fly, stay fly, stay fly, stay fly. Stay conscious, stay fly.